Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, it is the Lombardi line as we say good morning. Of course, presented by BetMGM. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. We are officially coast to coast and somewhere in between. As we say hi, I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Josh Applebaum is going to be joining us from Massachusetts. And in the middle is my guy, parts unknown, Michael Lombardi. I believe you're still in Arizona. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, Josh. Yes, I still am here. I'll be here again tomorrow. Then I'll be coming to the city of uh, Las Vegas on Monday, Tuesday to watch little Patriots Raiders and then head back to the to the Jersey Shore. So it's all good. It's working out well. We got preseason games to watch teams to handicap. It's been fun. And Josh Applebaum, of course, Market Insights, betting across America. We welcome you. Good morning. Uh, Michael, before we get to Josh, I want to ask you, it's almost like when I've been introducing you, it's like the wrestler from Parts Unknown. But you have been <laughs> you've been in Arizona now for like five days. What's been going on there? Well, you know, they, they, there is uh, the practices and, you know, college teams are in fall camp, uh, spring, uh, summer camp, their fall camp. They call them fall camp, even though it's not fall. So get ready for the season. So spend a lot of time with the coaches, spend a lot of time with the recruiting department here and just trying to uh, help them out as best I can. And so Jed and Fish, the head coach, and I go back a long way and I've tried to help him as much as I possibly can try to get this program back on track. You know, they won one game last year. They haven't been very successful. And I think they've got a good recruiting class now and they've got a couple good young quarterbacks they've got a lot of better skill players so I think he's got the momentum building in this uh, in this program and it's going to be critical because as we've seen with the development of Pac-12 and the big money that's been spent on Big Ten football I think you're going to, the next wave is going to be what does the Pac-10 do do they take the Big 12 in or the Big 12 take the Pac-10 I think you're going to see three power conferences before this is all said and done or four and, you know, 45 teams are basically going to make up college football. Yeah, the college football landscape over the next five or so years is not going to resemble what it has in the past. That's 100% true. Michael Lombardi, I just want to say one thing. My man is grinding. He had these days off, and he's working. So we appreciate you. Josh Applebaum joining as well. Preseason week two, Josh. Three games yesterday 
eight today. The unders bark back a little bit. Two and one. The favorites yesterday, three and oh, straight up. Three and oh, ATS. Good morning, Josh. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, Michael. And Michael, by the way, we talked about that Arizona Wildcats win total. Only win one game last year. It's two and a half this year, juiced up over minus 160. So maybe this is kind of a contrarian bylaw opportunity, expecting a, a kind of a good year, bounce back year. So, Michael, you make sure we cash that over two and a half with all the intel you're giving Arizona. <laughs> uh, but, guys, I think the important thing right now, two things. One is regression. Remember, we had week one of the NFL preseason where it was just overs, overs, overs. They went 14 and three. The odds makers took a huge hit. But they've adjusted, and I think this is really important in betting. Just because one thing happens at a high rate one week, you can't just automatically bank on it happening happening again because the books took a hit, and they're not in the business of having consecutive losing weeks. So, you know, week one we had totals around 35. Now they're up to 40, and that regression has taken place. As Patrick, you mentioned, uh, unders are now 3-1 and one their last four. You had 2-1 and one yesterday. You had to sweat that one on Thursday, but you're able to cash. And then also, guys, information-based bets. This is so important. There's a bunch today, but – when there's a situation where, you know, Belichick's playing his guys uh, and his opponent rule is going to sit all his guys and the line goes to the Patriots or the Texans. They're going to play their starters. Uh, McVay won't. The line goes to Houston. Not, they're not going to win every single time, but that's been a good system overall. And the one today that really caught my eye, Mike McCarthy, the Dallas Cowboys uh, going to the Chargers. McCarthy, he really doesn't care about preseason. He's not going to play his guys. He's 0-7 straight up his last seven preseason games, 0-5 with the Cowboys. And this line at one point was close to like minus one, minus two uh, Chargers. Now it's minus five. So in those spots, I go with the information-based bet, money line the team that's playing there, guys, where the line's going to. So I'm money lining Chargers today. Josh, yeah, but the Chargers, to... yeah, go ahead, the Chargers aren't the Chargers aren't going to play their guys either. That'll be an interesting game. I mean, this will be all backup game. You know, uh, one thing I thought we saw last night with the Rams, and and I think it was Bryce Perkins. Now, this kid from Virginia for two weeks in a row has played really well. Walford played well last night as well. You know, I think what Josh said is so important. These teams today, Miami playing the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, the Raiders probably didn't even take half their team with them to Miami. You know, it's such an inconvenient trip and you're not going to play. Why would you take the players? So, you know, I think that Miami, will they play to it? Yeah, I think that's what the word is. Now, they're not going to play Tyreek Hill or Waddle, but I think they're going to try to get their offense going a little bit. And I think that's the key point is, you know, what team is really going to take the game more seriously? And last night was the perfect example. I mean, the Patriots were playing against the twos and their offense didn't look that effective until the second quarter. They made a few plays and got the lead. Yeah, let's start there with our Nesson audience, and we'll start with Carolina, New England. A late cover for New England, 20 to 10, obviously stays under Michael Lombardi. Josh, under the posted total in the closer at 38. Let's start with New England. We saw the starters, Michael. We saw Mac Jones. He was shaky that first quarter, one nine yards per play, 21 yards in total. But then Mac ended on a high note. Aguilar got going with that deep threat as well. 81-yard touchdown drive again. It was against the second unit for the Panthers. But you liked what you saw from Mac on that final drive, Michael. Yeah, no doubt. And I think, look, as the Patriots watch the tape today, they're going to have to get their offensive line to play at a better level. That wasn't all the starters for the Carolina Panthers in there playing against their back, playing against their starting offensive line. So they've got to figure out a way to get that line going, get that outside zone play going that they want to run. They want to run the inside and outside zone. Look, no one's game plan. And even though you're playing your starters, doesn't mean you're game planning. You know, you're just trying to get them out there and get them loose, loose and get them going. And, and I think that ultimately, once Mac Jones got into the rhythm of the game, he looked good. I, I mean, just watching him, he looked like his body is different. I thought he was throwing the ball really well. You know, it's yeah. going to take some time to get all these things going. But again, 
We're not game planning. So even though you're playing your starters, you're still not game planning. You're just running the stuff that you run. You don't want to show anything. And I think if you're Matt Rule, you feel pretty good about it. Your, your younger players played well. You got a chance to evaluate your guys against better competition. That's all you want. So a couple things on this. One, the joint practices were spirited between the Panthers and the Patriots. We understand this, Michael. But for most of us and in, in casual observers of the NFL, they're thinking, well, what's going on with this quarterback competition? So let's start there with Carolina. Uh, the expectations, we're going to hear something soon about Baker being the starter. But obviously, we didn't see Baker or Sam Darnold last night. Do we have an update on what's happening there with the quarterback position in the Panthers? No, but I think you're going to get a decision. I think maybe week three they'll play their guys a little bit just because of the bye week that happens. I mean, typically week four was the week no one played anyone because there was a game coming up. But now you've got two weeks before the first game. So you want to get some rhythm going. You want to be able to get – and you're going to cut the team right after the the third preseason game. So I would suspect Matt Rule goes back to Carolina today, tomorrow, makes his decision based on what he saw at the practices, what he's seen in in his practices – and move forward and then really tailor down the offense around who he decides to start. I think it'll be Baker Mayfield because, let's face it, Baker Mayfield's tape as a pro player is better than Sam Darnold's tape as a pro player. Okay, so you weren't here yesterday, but I think I solved a riddle, Michael. So let me follow up with a tweet, M. Lombardi NFL. Now, I don't have it verbatim, but let's talk about something you said. And I need you to be I honest here with me yesterday. here. I was here no, yesterday. No, but no, no, no. The conversation, we talked about you when you weren't here. So here's what you said in the tweet. <laughs> Basically, you said, when Hoyer's in there, it's Judge. And then when Zappy's in there, it's Patricia. Yeah, I right. know. I know. And then you said, when Zappy's in there, it's Patricia. Maybe I have them flipped. That doesn't matter. Yeah, but here's flipped. what matters. Okay. You said at the end, you said, and then when Mac Jones is in there, maybe it's somebody else. And I said, well, what the hell are you talking about, Michael? These are the guys we're talking about. Is Judge and Patricia. One is going to be the offensive coordinator. Then all of a sudden, there's some rumblings. It could be Belichick calling plays. Were you somehow doing something like, were you sneaking something subliminally into that tweet? What's going on with the play calling? Look, you know, if I said this many times before, Belichick's the head coach of the team. He's going to run the team like he isn't a guy to delegate. Okay, you just run the offense and I'll hope you get it straight. You know, they they have a system in place, including when Josh McDaniels was there. You know, like I wish I could tape. I really do. I wish I could have taped Bill Belichick's Saturday night pre-coach meeting when he would meet with the coaches before a game and he would lay it out. He would go over special teams and tell Joe judge, Hey, here's what I think we should do for the first return. Here's what I'm like for the second based on the practice. Then he would go to Josh McDaniels. Hey, Josh, on third down, let's start this way on, on, you know, let's start the game with some fast tempo. It wasn't, I'm calling the plays, but I'm adjusting the philosophy. Same thing defensively. I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, he is going to be interconnected with all three phases of his team because he is the best coach on his team. Why wouldn't he do that? And we have this notion that we're going to just give one guy the offense. Kellen Moore, you go over here and run the offense. It's no problem. We'll just live and die with you, Kellen. And if you work out, great. You know, I'm Mike McCarthy. Go ahead. That don't happen in New England. That's not what happens in New England. There is a system in place. There's a head coach. I mean, Bill Parcells used to call the plays when he was at the Cowboys, and and sometimes he wouldn't even get the play right. He'd say, run that, and and then they they would call it because he understood how to play the game in a three-dimensional way, offense, defense, and the kicking game. Yes, I understand that. But could you see Bill calling plays in the regular season? Could you see them there with the placard literally calling plays? (laughs) 
I, I, you know, Bill, I've known Bill since I've watched Bill coach since 1988. I've never seen him with a plaque in front of him. So I don't think he's going to have that, but I am positive <laughs> that through his career in coaching, he has called plays and he's smart and he can make the adjustments. So he may not have the, the, the cheesecake factory menu in front of him to let everybody in America know he's calling plays. You know, so one of the first things I've ever asked him in my life, you know, when I met him first time I met him was at the senior bowl in mobile, Alabama at the old Hilton hotel. He came down and Ernie, of course he was there and, and Belichick came down and it was 1989 and we were looking for a head coach. And the first thing I asked him, I said, Bill, I- I've never seen you with a playlist in front of you. He says, I got Lawrence Taylor. I'm calling flip cover too. You know, like, what do I need a playlist for? Right. And, and you know, and since then I've never seen one. Now you see him write notes, but he's not going to see him. Yeah, of course I could see him calling plays. He's the best coach on the staff. Why wouldn't he call plays? Take it easy. I was breaking down your tweet like it was the Da Vinci Code yesterday. I was like, wait, is he connecting the dots over here? Nesson needs to know who's calling these plays. You're playing John Nash at Princeton. You're up there on that board (laughs) writing it around. That's exactly right. TMZ star, Instagram star, Michael Lombardi joins us here on his show. We're thankful for that. Josh is in as well as we continue here on a Saturday. It's the Lombardi line. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. 
Okay, Brent Musburger, thank you. Here are the top horse racing plays from Express Bet analyst Jeff Siegel. That's our guy at Saratoga, the seventh race. Jeff likes the five. Echo again at nine to five on the morning line. At Del Mar, the great race place. In the tenth, Jeff has the five. Infinite Empire at six to one. That's a good price. Get a $10 free bet when you sign up today for the first bet app vsin's preferred horse racing app use the code use the code horse 200 h-o-r-s-e 200 for ten dollars in free bets and then get a hundred dollar match 100 percent match on up to 200 bucks that's pretty damn good remember they got wagering at more than 300 tracks ai assisted picks that's first bet app is the easiest way to get it done go to vsin.com horses that's vsin.com slash horses for more information now the one thing i will say is we welcome you back michael lombardi there josh applebaum i'm patrick maher good morning this is the lombardi line one thing i will say remember when phil sims and bill parcells were in the mix and parcells was calling plays they used to get into a lot of fights the question is is if belichick's calling plays we've seen a spicier mac jones in year two michael lombardi those two could be button heads no well i i don't think so look i, I when we say call plays right like I think the fans don't truly understand the dynamics of how to call plays. You're trying to be one play ahead, right? And you try to lay it out so that you have a way to get into a flow. You want to, it's not a one, it's not a linear thing. It's two dimensional. We're going to run this to set up that we're going to do that to get to the ear. You know, and so the ball's on the right hash. Let's make sure we do something here. You know, this is what we talked about all week long. Play calling is a reflection of game planning. Right. And so and I wrote about this for the daily coach. I think we often talk about planning to win when it's ridiculous. It's strategy to win. And the strategy is involved in the play calling. And so that's set up Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And when you're watching practice on a Friday afternoon in the red zone and you run a play, that doesn't look good. Let's not run that. That's play calling. We're not going to run that play. And I think there's, we get so caught up in the Madden in the basement, you know, I'm going to run this. Like, it's way more complex than just that. Okay. Really what I'm trying to do is cause drama. So we've got I a couple of are. weeks until I, we, I, I, I'm I, trying I, to stir I, it up. I know you are. And I'm going to be exactly the way Belichick is. I'm just going to keep giving you the answer that you don't want to hear. So you can continue to stir it up because, you know, you, you know it, there's no story, you know, unless I say, oh, there's no way Belichick. He doesn't know anything about all. I mean, this is what I love. This is one of my pet peeves of all time. These geniuses on the on Twitter, you know, Belichick doesn't know anything about offense. Oh, really? He doesn't know anything about offense. Okay. He's only been the greatest defensive coach in the history of football, but he knows nothing about offense, right? Like that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know, what is Bill Walsh's credit to why he was so successful as a head coach running an offense? Cause he was coaching defense. Ernie Zampisi coached defense. That that's how you understand what to do. Josh McDaniels was started on the defensive side. That's the only way to really understand how to become a good offensive coach is to learn the defense. I'm just waiting for you to do to me like he did to the reporter when eventually he just goes, why do you care? We have a huge nesting audience. They care. They're obsessed with it. They want to know who's calling the plays. They want to walk into the post office and see the picture of the play callers for the Patriots. I mean, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> like the game plan will be set up so that it gives the team the best chance to win and the implementation of the game. Like, okay, everybody sees Steven Belichick call plays, but I can promise you Bill's saying, Hey, Steven, let's think about zero Cobra. Let's think about, let's think about Sparrow on the next call. 
All right. Like that, that's what goes on with a, a real head coach in a game. Now, some of these guys, they don't even know what's going on on that side of the ball. They couldn't even say it. That's the difference between having a guy who understands how to be a head coach. Just, just know Nesson that I have your back. And I will get the answer oh from Michael Lombardi before oh this season starts. I just want you to know I have your back, and I'm going to get it out of the big guy. Okay, you love George Pickens, the thought that he could be a breakout star there with Pittsburgh. There's two rookies to focus on here. Josh, I want you to take a look at the offensive rookie of the year market. I'll come back to you on that. But let's start with Kenny Pickett, who 13 of 15, and Michael, you said it better than anybody, 13 of 15, just 95 yards. Those were extended handoffs in week one, but he has moved up the depth chart there. He's jumped over Rudolph, so he's going to see time against the first teamers today with the Steelers and Jags. The Jags are going to play most of their starters in the first half here. Let me ask you a question. Could we potentially see Kenny Pickett under center for the Steelers in week one? I don't think so, but I think you have to do this. Like, I don't think he's jumped Rudolph. I think you have to put him in a situation where the game is faster. And I talk about this all the time on my podcast. I talk about this here on, on VEASAN. The game is really slow. Last night, you know, the game was slow. It's going to get faster come week one of the season. And the only way you're going to learn if Pickett can play faster is to put him again where, when players are playing fast, the better players. When the game is slow, you can check the ball down. It's easy. You know, you can throw it around. But I think they need to get a look at him. Do I think he's ready to play? No, not yet. Do I think he's ready to take over? I think Mike Tomlin would be too concerned about him making some mistakes. And if Trubisky can continue to, to play within himself, not make mistakes, you know, not turn the ball over. I think Mike Tomlin, another head coach, is going to try to win the game with defense, kicking game, and his run game. So traditionally, Tomlin, uh, he's 35 and 24 in the preseason in his career, Michael. But traditionally, this dress rehearsal game, the second or, as it were, the third back in the day, was when Tomlin would play the preponderance of his starters. Let me ask you a question, because there does seem to be a different ideology with some of the way the coaches are handling games two and three in the preseason. Why do you think the dress rehearsal has kind of shifted? Like Lovey Smith said, he's, he's focused on week three as opposed to week two of this preseason. Well, because of that bye week, which we never had before. And when right. Josh talked gotcha. about the unders coming in now, okay, why are the unders coming in? Because people are actually starting to play a little bit more physical. We're seeing more physical football. The defenses are starting to try to hit somebody. They're not missing tackles. The other thing is we're starting to play some other guys. So they're getting used to playing football. When you're not used to playing football, you don't tackle well. Your pad level's too high. So that's why I think the unders are coming down a little bit. It's not going to always be the case. But I do think that that's why we saw a redirection, you know, and a, a readjustment to the week one. Because week one, it was almost like touch football out there. It wasn't really physical. This week, it got a little bit more physical. Okay, Josh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. George Pickens, what people have to understand about George Pickens, when you see this big stud with the Steelers, this was a kid coming out of high school that was a five-star. He was going to be a stud at Georgia where he was, but injuries derailed him. And uh, he's flashed here so far in camp and in week one, Josh, where's he sitting in, in the market there at DraftKings as far as offensive rookie of the year? He's the new favorite, guys. That's the big news right now. If you dial up BetMGM, plus 850, George Pickens. And I want to know who's picking the wide receivers there out in, uh, in with Pittsburgh because it feels like they get these great steals later, you know, round two, round three. But Pickens has really popped. You talk about his first game, Patrick, three catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown, and massive movement in his favor. He actually opened, and this is the importance of, again, no one has a crystal ball. It's hard to predict these things. But he was 50-1 to one when this award first came out. Now he's plus 850 as the favorite. So massive movement toward Pickens, 6'3" 
3,200 from Georgia, as you mentioned, Patrick. Round two pick here. Now, if you look at Kenny Pickett, he's still right next to Pickens. He's plus 900. I think the thing with Pickett, though, is, you know, when when is he going to play? Will he have enough playing time? Will Trubisky, MVP Mitch, as Michael loves to say, uh, just kidding, will he play? Will he play well and make, make sure that Pickett, you know, uh, maybe even doesn't play until later in the year. That's your worry with Kenny Pickett, how much playing time he'll get. But Pickens has moved a ton, plus 850. Uh, and if you look at um, uh, kind of the bet first dollar discrepancy, look at Pickens. He's only getting about 8% bets, but almost 15% of the money at BetMGM. A lot of money's coming on Pickens. And also keep an eye out for the win total, guys. It's 7.5 for Pittsburgh. A lot of people uh, are kind of, I don't know, not really talking about Pittsburgh. They feel like a team that's flying under the radar. No Deshaun Watson in the division game. They have the uh, the easiest schedule in terms of travel miles. Tomlin's never had a losing year. I like the Steelers over seven and a half wins. I, I do too, Josh. And, and let's just talk about Pickens for a second, Patrick. You know, here's a kid that goes to Hoover High School, highly recruited, supposed to go to Auburn, you know, took a lot of trips. And then he got him, and then he decided to go to Georgia. He takes the Southeast Conference by storm, right? So he's rookie of the year in the Southeast Conference. He has 43 catches. And then his junior yep. sophomore season, he's got 38. Then he gets starts to have the injury bug. But I mean, this is a truly talented man who was a big play player in the Southeast Conference when he entered. Now, to answer Josh's question, who's picking receivers? You know, Mike Tomlin played receiver at Bill and Mary. Nobody remembers this. They see Mike Tomlin knows offense too. I know this is shocking, but Mike Tomlin played receiver. Mike Tomlin <laughs> understands the position, right? So Mike Tomlin is instrumental. And in, I think Kevin Colbert's instrumental too. I think Kevin does a great job, but Mike Tomlin's instrumental in, in the selection of these receivers. Cause he played it. He understands the position and he understands how to coach defense. So I like Pickens. I think it's to proves my point that they get him at 54 and you're taking guy and the Atlanta Falcons are taking guys at eight and they can't block anybody. It makes no sense at all. Like it makes no sense. If Pickens is better than Drake London, how do you justify that? Especially when you can't stop the run, run the ball or protect the passer if you're the Falcons. And I like the Steelers on the over tremendously. Yeah, you've been liking that over uh, for a while now. By the way, eight and a half, eight and a half to one, he is the favorite over at BetMGM. You want a better price on George Pickens? Go to DraftKings right now. You can get 11 to one offensive rookie of the year. That's the difference in the market. Michael, before we say goodbye, first off, you know you're my guy. You're my partner. So I can stop annoying you about this whole Belichick thing no, if I you just it. send good. the phone. If you just send the phone number, bro, because I still keep checking and I don't see the contact coming to my phone. Listen, I don't think I enjoy get good cell di- service here. I don't think I get good cell service here. <laughs> you're, you know what? You're a great liar. Enjoy your day. Thank you for doing this, Michael. I'll see Thanks, you tomorrow, Patrick. okay? All right. Bye-bye. All right. M. Lombardi NFL across the board on social. We're coming back. We got eight games. in. You're listening to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay. Thursday is a big day for us here at VSEN because our NFL guy drops this Thursday, the college football guide rave reviews across the industry. And now comes the NFL guide. So remember the only way to get access this year to the football betting guides is to become a VSEN all access subscriber. It's very simple. This college football betting guide, literally I attack it every day. It's over 350 digital pages. So it's very easy to navigate. It's the information I wish I had coming up in betting. Now comes the NFL guide, which I'm told is even better, which is crazy. You can get it all discounted for 175 bucks right now. That's like 50% off. Just go to vcin.com slash subscribe. 
That's BSIN.com slash subscribe for both the guides. Remember, you're going to get everything we offer through the Super Bowl for 175 bucks, or you can sign up for 40 bucks a month. It's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we got you back here on the Lombardi line. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Josh Applebaum up in Massachusetts. We thank Michael Lombardi for stopping by his show. And I just want Nesson, I want you to understand that I've got your back because the biggest conversation is this play calling. Like the play calling situation in New England is the greatest mystery. And the reason I'm obsessed with it is because I have this newfound obsession, Josh, with Bill Belichick. And there's a couple of reasons why. Here's a good example. Go ahead and roll it, Stephen. Just really quickly, just to follow up, if I could, you mentioned earlier um, with the offensive play call, you're going through a process. What do you need to see to make a final decision? I just, we're going through a process. Simple as that. Okay. It's just a little bit of a, an unusual situation for us that have watched you guys before. And so what do you want me to do? I guess we're just looking for a little clarity as to Great. why we're well, seeing what we're seeing. Yeah. Going through a process. Okay. Okay, so there is the clip that I'm obsessed <laughs> with, and that is Bill Belichick. I don't think he actually says, why do you care to the reporter? Because the reporter's job <laughs> is to cover the team. But the idea that he just dismisses him makes it, I mean, it's even more covert. And Josh, you're up there. You're a New England Patriots fan. You're a Boston sports fan. This is the topic that everybody's discussing. What the hell is going on with the play calling in the Patriots? You're exactly right, Patrick. And all stems with New England here because the, the other question is what the heck is up with Tom Brady right now? When's Tom Brady going to play and when's he going to return to practice? But I can just tell you from on the ground, Patrick, you know, Michael gave us the great take the inside scoop and I'll, I'll go with Michael on this one. Belichick is a genius. He can do offense, defense. He can do everything. He can go all the plays. I get that. But I think if I can take off my, you know, betting hat and put on my Patriots fandom hat, I was born and raised in Massachusetts. I've watched the Patriots my entire life. I think it's just frustrating in a couple ways because Belichick has spread himself so thin. You know, there are opportunities here to hire a real offensive coordinator, uh, try to bring back Bill O'Brien. Adam Gase's name was thrown around and bringing in Judge and Patricia, who have really focused on either defense or, you know, uh, special teams or wide receiver for Judge. It just doesn't make too much sense here that with Mac Jones going from year one to year two, such a huge year, that you're going to entrust him with guys who really don't have a lot of expertise in that department. So I know these guys are smart, Patrick, but if you and I are in, you know, fifth grade science class and someone walks in and they're an English teacher and they've never taught science, are we going to learn a lot about, you know, the periodic table? I don't really know. That to me is the question mark here. And if you look at last night, you did see Patricia uh, kind of with that little little side walkie-talkie and with the, uh, the play sheet there. So maybe Patricia is holding the fort right now. I think what you're hearing, and again, this is all rumors and just listening to these reporters every single day at camp, it's that Judge is kind of the heir apparent in terms of offensive coordinator, but Belichick may feel like he's not quite there yet. So maybe Patricia is keeping the seat warm. And I think Belichick, you know, maybe he's getting, there's another clip here. I thought you're going to play it, Patrick, where they asked him again last night, are you still going through the process? And he's like, yep, still going through the process, but he kind of smiled. So maybe he's feeling a little more confident about it. Remember, they're trying to install this new Shanahan run scheme. You got a lot of hiccups in, uh, with the preseason so far where the line isn't really getting it. Mac Jones has been frustrated. Uh, but again, I just think with Belichick, he can do it all. But you know what? I'd like to have a real offensive coordinator who's had experience, especially in the Shanahan scheme. We'll see how it plays out. That being said, Patrick, give me the over eight and a half with New England this year. 
Well, I was just going to ask you that. I'm looking at the market right now at DraftKings. It's eight and a half. You got to pay a little juice, a dollar twenty to the over. There's a couple things I didn't like. I didn't like your tone right there, Josh, because one, it's Coach <laughs> Belichick to you, not Belichick. So that's let's right. Be that's easy right. There. I'll run a lap. Two, okay, question, yep. <laughs> two, two questioning this guy. Like everybody questioned him when he drafted Cole Strange. I mean, the guy is beyond reproach. So let's go ahead and take it easy there. And three, I just kind of like what he's doing. It's covert. It's a mystery. It's shrouded in mystery, and he knows exactly what he's doing. It's it's like somebody told me one time they said you know who the best special teams coordinator is in the nfl bill belichick he knows exactly <laughs> what he's doing so we can move on from there now we have to discuss the bucks and this you just made me think of something because yesterday you know the tom brady situation is nebulous right we don't know what's going on obviously a shroud of mystery with his absence immediately we thought maybe it had something to do josh with his mother who had been sick for years. We heard it wasn't that, so that's great. That's a relief. Yesterday, I received a text message from a friend that said Tom Brady is away filming The Masked Singer. Now, I just wrote back laughing emoji, assuming that it was all a joke. And then all of a sudden, she was like, no, I think this might there might be something here. I don't know where he is, but I'm guessing he's not away <laughs> doing The Masked Singer. <laughs> what we do know is Tampa Bay's in Tennessee today. Tennessee opened two and a half. They've been bet up to three at most shops with a total of 38, Josh. Yeah, and I think I actually heard that too, Patrick, and I was like, what is, you know, what's the deal with that? What's going on? But remember, Brady, uh, on the one hand, you know, he's obviously, you know, one of the greatest or still the greatest quarterback right now, but yet he is setting up, I think, a lot of his post-career stuff. Like, he's just filmed a movie there. I think it's called 80 for Brady, where Gronk and Edelman and Eamon Dole are all coming out, so they're filming that. He's got his new Brady brand. Uh, There's a rumor, too, that Giselle thought he was going to retire, and they had a trip planned, and Giselle said, hey, I'm not canceling my trip. We're going on this vacation. So we don't really know what's going on, and that win total is 11 and a half with the bucks but it's really juiced up under like minus 125 you can go contrarian and that's kind of my take patrick if brady's okay and you did hear bulls say uh i know exactly when he's coming back i'm not going to tell you when but i know exactly when he's coming back uh then if you want to go contrarian i think 90 percent of bets are on that bucks under and when people bet against brady that's the spot that i uh, probably want to get behind so i'm actually thinking maybe that's a you know hold your nose and has met over 11 and a half with the bucks in terms of this game today, Patrick, I'd be looking at Tennessee on the money line here. Tampa Bay, obviously, no Brady. You're going to get a lot of uh, Trask, maybe some Blaine Gabbert here. And also the way that Bowles is handling it, he's got his sights set on, uh, obviously, a really long season here. And I think kind of that McVay playbook of let's not play a lot of our guys, let's not get injured. And again, what's the market telling us, Patrick? You're totally right. It opened Tennessee, laying two and a half, even saw some books closer to two. Now it's up to minus three. So look at that late movement. To me, when you get to game day, and we're going to talk about all these games, but especially these one o'clocks coming up the late movement is critical because that's when information is seeped out we're going to sit our guys we're going to rest our guys the line is going to tennessee i just don't want to mess around with the laying of three patrick when you have missed kicks missed field goals mixed missed extra points i'd be looking at the money line here with tennessee around minus 150 yeah you said something there that surprised me you're telling me the brady's couldn't afford the deposit they put down on a carnival cruise they couldn't afford to miss out on the deposit i don't think so josh if brady is literally filming the mass singer that is an all-timer let's just be clear about that and you you mentioned some of these numbers getting hit during the break josh we should probably touch on this quickly because line movement is so important and those betting splits which you can find at vsin.com uh, are so important as well to see where the money's going you just let me know there was a big hit with this uh, Detroit and Indianapolis game. 
Yeah, we're seeing late movement here, Patrick. I'm kind of getting worried. I money lined Detroit yesterday on the news that Frank Reich and Indianapolis Colts were going to sit all their guys. They're going to arrest everybody. Uh, whereas De Detroit, as you know, Patrick, your guy, Mr. Kneecaps, he takes these games very seriously. He's probably going to be doing up downs and jumping jacks with his team before the game and, you know, banging uh, his, his head against their helmet to get him going. But I think the important thing here is late buyback. I'm getting a little worried because, again, all movement was toward Detroit. A lot of these books open like a pick 'em type game. I even saw one book around, you know, Colts minus one. We're showing Lions minus three right now, but this is how fluid the betting market is. We're only a few hours away from this one o'clock game. That minus three Lions is down to minus one and a half. So maybe uh, maybe Mr. Kneecaps is sitting some of his guys, Patrick. We shall see. I'll dig into that uh, you know, on Twitter during our break here. But a little late movement back to the Colts. I'm going to dance with the one who brung me, though. I'm sticking with the Lions on the money line against the Colts team sitting most all their guys. Yeah, Frank Reich, as you mentioned, you see the number there. Good job, Stephen Bond. 38 on the total. The Lions now sit in a point and a half. Frank Reich yesterday did say the majority of his starters, including Matt Ryan, won't play. Remember, they played a bunch in week one against Buffalo. They won't play. However, a very competent backup in Nick Foles. Sam Ellinger played very well in week one as well. Uh, the Lions, this is fascinating, and it really is indicative of how the market is driven, Josh, where you get a team that everybody's excited about. You look at the narratives. Are the Lions going to be the breakout team this year? And everybody starts to get on board, and you start to see the market go that way as well, right? The Lions are the hot team right now. The Lions gave up 168 yards on the ground to Atlanta in week one of the preseason. The Lions' defense is very bad. Trust me when I tell you this. This is not a very good football team. Yes, they have weapons on offense. I understand that. But I think some of the excitement is a little premature, to be fair, Josh. I'm with you, Patrick. And here's another factor. They're on hard knocks. So if you're watching hard knocks and that's right. how great they are and how awesome they are, that's kind of the, you know, when I'm a contrarian, I like to bet against these things when everyone's saying, Ooh, look how great the lions are. Look how exciting they are, how young and how this, you know, coach has really got them going here. But if they get too overvalued here, like I think if you've seen a huge move, I think the over is six and a half, Patrick. It's really juiced up over like minus 115. I don't know how many games they'll win this year, but I actually like them covering quite a few numbers, even though I think, what were they, three and 14, something like that, Patrick? I think they were 10 and seven ATS. So they lost a lot, but they covered good numbers. If they're contrarian, I'm looking at taking the points with the Lions a lot this year. Yeah, you said juiced up 115. It's six and a half juiced up to 125 over at DraftKings on the Detroit Lions, a team that's won exactly one playoff game since 1957. Let me check. Josh, you weren't born then for like 40 years, okay? <laughs> Carl Johnson is next here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Brent, thank you. Experience the thrills of fight night with BetMGM. Sign up today using the bonus code VSIN1000, VSIN1000, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Get in the ring and enjoy instant access to a variety of parlay selection features and daily boosted odds specials. You can even wager on MMA tonight, Salt Lake City. The welterweight champion goes head-to-head with the number two contender in the main event. It's going to be great. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter the bonus code VSIN1000. So so again, your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. That's incredible. BetMGM.com, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Got to be 21 years or older. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Pennsylvania, Nevada, or New York. As we welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line, good morning. I'm Patrick Maher. He is Josh Applebaum. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We welcome in old boy Carl Johnson out at the Beau Rivage. He runs the race and sports book down there in Biloxi, Mississippi. And we say, good morning, Carl. How you feeling? Hey, good morning, guys. It's good to see you guys. Uh, we are fine as frog hair standing in the sea of love, baby. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what's up, my man Carl Johnson. Hey, how's the handle been? We're going to get to some of these uh, win totals in college football down in SEC country there. But how's the handle been so far in the preseason there at the Bow? Yeah, picking up. Uh, you know, you, you can just feel it in the air. To, you know, each week, each day, uh, you know, we're getting people coming in. Um, you know, last night, uh, three games on slate, uh, handle was good. Uh, we had two good outcomes. And then the uh, uh, Saints-Packers game, believe it or not, uh, they bet us uh, Packers. Uh, so uh, we lost a little bit there. But uh, added to three games last night, two of them went our way. So it's, uh, yeah, the handle's been good, and it's getting better every day. Hey, Carl, did you shed a tear for Nick Saban when you heard that he had to go through a rebuild last year at Alabama? I'm looking at the board right now. They're plus 175 to win a championship, and their bet MGM is 11 and a half on the win total for Bama this year. I mean, I just felt badly for him that he had to go through that rebuild last year, no? Yeah, well, you know, his rebuilds are a whole lot different than uh, everybody else's rebuilds. I mean, he just, you know, he gets – he gets those five-star guys every year. Uh, we actually, I'm looking at it. We've got them. Uh, let's see, plus a dollar ninety to win it all. Uh, uh, Eleven and a half, and it's actually the, the overs juiced up plus one ten as of just a little while ago. All Carl, right, it's great to see you. Let me just follow up one yeah. thing, Josh, and I'll let you jump in there. LSU, that has been a team, as you saw, uh, Carl, that's been taking some heat. Where are they sitting as far as the win total there at the bow? 
Yeah, you know, so LSU's at six and a half, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, we're it's regional bias down here, of course, so uh, the, the people are betting them. But, you know, we got some smart money betting them, too, you know. Uh, uh, so, you know, for LSU, it all, it all to me, it all depends on how they play this game against Florida State. Uh, you know, if they come out, uh, look good, run the football, able to throw it a little bit, uh, you know, establish their identity a little bit. I think this team can get to like five and zero. Oh. Uh, you know, so I, I like the over in this uh, in, in this you know, win total here. And there's some there's some a bunch of smart money down here that's on that also. And Carl, as you mentioned, that first game there, Florida State LSU. LSU is minus three, so we're sitting on a key number here. We'll see if that goes up or down. But Carl, real quick, we just legalized betting in Massachusetts, so I'm finally joining the party. And I heard a rumor you might be coming up to the uh, MGM Springfield in Western Mass. So if you do come up, you hit me up. We'll, we'll pound some Sam, Sam Adams together and celebrate, my man. But uh, I want to ask you, in terms of you know NFL and preseason, how difficult is it for you as a bookmaker? to really keep up with all these line moves and move the number based on who's playing and who's not. It's hard for betters uh, on the one hand, you know, to get this information and jump on these lines before they move. But how hard is it for you as the bookmaker to adjust the number like Patriots? You know, uh, they shot up all the way to six and a half last night, knowing that the Panthers wouldn't play. And then also any big uh, smart money coming in on today's games. Yeah. So, uh, so far today, uh, you know, we haven't had any big bets come in, but, you know, if you look at last night, if you just followed the line movements and went with the line movements, you you, you know, you went 3-0 and last night. Uh, and that's been typically, you know, the way it is, you know. Uh, you know, look, uh, I, I texted you earlier. I don't know if I'll be coming up that way, but I, I did talk to the guys at uh, MGM Springfield. Uh, you know, they wanted to talk about some operational stuff. Uh, I think you guys are going to be really happy. So your niece and audience out there, uh, you know, they're going to put a, a, a good product together. They got some good guys out there. Um, and I think it's going to go really well, but, uh, yeah, so it, it you know, as, as far as booking this stuff, you know, I mean, we just trying to survive this, this preseason stuff. I mean, typically we get beaten preseason, uh, sharp money wins, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just typical preseason and we are just ready for the regular season. A great example of that would be, I'm just taking a look at the board. Buffalo just got hit up to seven. So Buffalo's sitting seven, Carl. That is not a number you generally see in the preseason. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and look, we opened that game uh, Broncos two and 39. You know, that game totally flipped uh, probably on yep. news. You know, who's playing, who's not playing. Um, you know, I, I, I haven't seen seven here yet. I, I do see uh, six and a half in 42. Um, but we may have moved to seven while I was waiting to do the show. And Along those Detroit lines, guys, keeps on getting yeah. hit. I just want to say, Josh, the board is lighting up right now. Something Detroit must have announced something because, again, Frank Reich said he's not going to start anybody with the Colts. So you saw that number jump up to three with Detroit. It's essentially a pick em across the board, Josh. So something's going on with Detroit right now. Yeah, something's going on. You'd have to assume that maybe Detroit's going to sit some of their guys or uh, some smart money. You know, actually, someone slid into my DMs a second ago, told me big money hit uh, Colts plus three to bring that line down. And, of course, it's not just what side you like, but what number you got. The three is now gone, so some of that value is now gone. But, Carl, let me let me ask you just in terms of, you know, some of these NFL teams, their win totals, their futures. 
Number one, Buffalo Bills. This is a team with the highest win total, 11.5, really juiced up over. Are you taking a lot of bill, a lot of liability on the Bills to win the Super Bowl, to win the, uh, the AFC East? Then also, what's going on with the with, um, with almost the Patriots? Uh, the Bucks there with Tom Brady. That win total was 11.5, super juiced up under. We still don't know what's going on with Brady, but the Bucks and the Bills or any other teams, Carl, just in terms of Super Bowl money or futures, what are you taking at the book? Yes, yes. So uh, both of those teams are quite popular down here. Uh, you know, we take a lot of Buffalo money. You know, the good thing about the, the you know, for us, you know, in, in terms of liability is that, you know, they, you know, they're already starting out as a, as the favorite. Uh, so there, there's not, a, there's not going to be a whole lot of liability once this thing's over with. I mean, you know, once we see that we're getting just a ton of money on Buffalo, we'll move these other teams up make them look a little bit more attractive and try to get some money in their pools. I mean, that's how futures work. Um, so, but uh, yeah. And as far as Tampa Bay, I mean, Tampa Bay, uh, this book down here is a, uh, a pretty big Tampa Bay area uh, friendly book. I mean, we get a lot of people in from that area, you know, they're always going to bet Brady um, right now. Uh, yeah, they are at 11 and a half and I'm seeing the juice of minus minus one ten both ways here. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're uh, they're both very active here. We get bets on them every day. You know, we always talk about the market being regional, Carl. And I want to bring up the Saints for that very reason, because I know a book in Las Vegas yesterday took a big bet on the Saints and their over win total. I wonder down at the bow where you're sitting in Saints country, have you been hit with futures money on the Saints? Yeah, you know, a lot of people down here think the Saints are underrated, uh, you, you know, and I, I, I think once again, you know, like Michael always says, it's going to come down to quarterback play there. Uh, I mean, if Winston can protect the football, uh, you know, they've got a good chance. They can already – we know that they can run the football. We know that they play good defense, uh, you know, tough, defi tough division, uh, you know, in there with Tampa Bay, but they do have some – you know, it's probably a two-team race there. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I kind of like that over a little bit, you know, and I'm just hoping that uh, uh, Winston can protect the football like he did last year. But, yeah, we get bet, uh, you know, and that's that regional bias. It's hard to tell sometimes whether it's just, uh, you know, smart money coming in or because everybody down here bets them. I mean, we're always lopsided <laughs> right. to the Saints. <laughs> it makes sense. The same in Michigan with the Detroit Lions. My goodness, they're going to win 20 games this year. Okay, regular season Saints right now, eight and a half is the number. A little juice at DraftKings on the under. We got about a minute and a half here, Carl. Before we say goodbye, how's the party planning going for Millie and Michael Lombardi's arrival? I know that is the king and queen are coming down to the bow. This is a big deal. How's the planning coming along? Yo, it's it's we're, we can't wait, man. We're going to have a good time. Uh, you know, we got Millie hooked up. You know, she's going to do some spa time. I think Michael and I, after the show uh, Saturday, are going to watch some college football. And I'm I'm going to teach Michael how to eat. You know, I, I don't, you know, he eats, he eats that good food. Him and him and Berman, you know, those guys do cookouts every day. I'm, I'm going to teach him how to eat some good southern food down here. Are you saying that Michael's maybe a little bougie, Carl? Is that what you're saying? That the his palate is bougie? Yeah. No, I, I mean he's got good taste. I mean, if you look at his outdoor kitchen equipment, I mean he's got the best. Uh, you know, so uh, I'm gonna learn some stuff from him, and I'm gonna make sure I feed him and, and put plenty of drink in him. <laughs> Racing sportsbook director Carl Johnson, Jick Jack Johnson on Twitter is a must follow. Thank you, Carl. Have a great Saturday. You guys have a good one. Good seeing you, Josh. 
great seeing okay, you, We're going to come back and discuss the board for these eight preseason games is lighting up. We'll discuss next here at Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.